Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. As I record this, it's the evening of September 13th, 2021. Uh, this marks the eve of the 700th anniversary of Dante Alighieri's death. And it's remarkable to think about what it must have been like for Dante on the eve of his own death, reflecting on what he had done in life and anticipating what was to come. Here's a man who has thought more deeply perhaps than just about anyone else about what the afterlife will be like, and here he is approaching it 700 years ago this evening. It's worth keeping that in mind, I think, as we proceed to Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 13. We were at the summit of the stair where the mountain that, dismantling others' evils in its soaring, is sawn back a second time. There a cornice binds the hill about as at the first ledge, except in that its arcs complete it more quickly. No shade nor sign appeared there. There seemed only the bank and the straight way with the livid color of the rock. If we wait here for someone we might ask, reasoned the poet, I fear perhaps we'll have too long a delay selecting our way. Then he set his eyes firmly on the sun. He made a hinge of his right side and turned the left part of himself onward. O sweet light whose faith I entreat on the new road, lead us on, he said, as you would lead us onward here. You warm the world, you light it on high. Should no other reason take us to the contrary, your rays must ever be our guides. We were now as far from where we'd started as here below would measure a mile, and in little time for our swift will. And there were heard flying toward us, though not seen, spirits speaking courteous invitations to the table of love. The first voice that passed by soaring said aloud, Vinum non habent, and passed beyond us calling it again. And before it had passed all out of hearing in the distance, another passed crying, I am Orestes, and it too rushed on. Oh, I said, Father, what voices are these? And as I asked, behold, the third came, saying, Love who has done evil. And the good master, The circle scourges the fault of envy, and so the cords of the scourge are drawn from love. The rain must be by contrary sounds. I believe you'll hear their several wrongs before you've found the pass of pardon. But keep your sight well fixed upon the air, and you will see people seated before us, and each is set into the stone. Then I opened my eyes more than at first. I gazed before me, and I saw shades and mantles of color no different from the rock. And then, when we'd gone on a bit more, I heard it cried, Maria, pray for us, and Michele was cried, and Peter, and all saints. I don't believe there yet walks on earth a man so hard he'd not be pierced with compassion at that I saw then. For when I had come so near to them that their attitude became clear to me, my eyes were milked of heavy tears. They seemed to me covered in rustic shirts of hair, and the one supported the other with his shoulder, 
and all were borne up by the bank. So the blind whose substance falters stand at pardons to beg their needs, and the one allows his head to fall upon the other, to touch the other's pity more swiftly, not simply in the sound of his words, but in looks that show his agony no less. And as the sun doesn't light upon their orbs, so in that place I now recall the light of heaven wills the shades no share of itself. For an iron filament pierces all their eyelids and sews them up, as is done to the savage sparrow-hawk that won't become quiet. It seemed to me, going on, to cause outrage, seeing others not being seen, at which I turned to my sage counsel. He knew well what my muteness meant to say, and so, without awaiting my demand, he said, Speak, and be brief and to the point. Virgil came with me on that hand of the cornice where one could fall, since no other bound encircled it. Along the other part were the devoted shades, who in their horrible cloisters pressed forth what bathed their cheeks. I turned myself to them and said, O soul secure, I commenced, in the sight of the highest light that has in its care all that you desire, that grace would swiftly resolve the frothing of your conscience so that the stream of your mind might descend through it all clear. Tell me, for it will be gracious and dear to me, if a soul among you here might be Italian, perhaps it will be good for him that I should know. Oh, my brother, each is a citizen of the one true city, but you wish to ask who lived in Italy a pilgrim. I seemed to hear this in response farther down from there where I stood, so that I moved myself to hear still more. Among the others I saw a shade expectant in visage, and should any wish to ask how, it was lifting its head in the manner of the blind. Spirit, I said, who subdue yourself to ascend, if you are he who responded to me, make me an account of your land or your name. I was Sienese, he responded. And with these others I amend the life of sin here, weeping to him that he lend us himself. I was not wise, though I was called Sapia, and I was happier in others' falls than in my ventures. And that you might believe I don't deceive you, hear me as I tell you what a fool I was, the arc of my years already descending. My people were there near Kale, joined in battle with their adversaries, and I prayed God for that which he willed. There they were routed and turned in the harsh passage of flight, and I was watching the hunt, taken all up in disproportionate joy, so much that I turned my burning face above, crying to God, Now I fear you no more, as the blackbird did in a little lull. I wished peace with God on the very verge of my life, and still the penitence would not have lessened my debt had it not been that Pierre Petinaio held me in mercy in his holy prayers, as in his charity he mourned for me. But you, who are you who go asking about our condition, and bear your eyes unbound as I believe, and reason while breathing? My eyes, I said, will still be taken from me here, but for a little time, for their offense is little in regard to gazing with envy. The fear that suspends my soul amidst the torments below is so much greater that even now the burdens there press upon me. 
and he to me. Who then has conducted you up among us, if you believe you'll go back? And I, he who is with me and makes no speech, and I am living, and so ask me, spirit-elect, if you wish that I move these mortal feet for you there yet. Oh, this is such news to hear, he responded. What a grand sign it is that God loves you. So help me sometime with your prayer. And I ask you, by that for which you hunger most, if ever you walk the land of Tuscany, that you will restore my fame among my neighbors. You will see them among that empty people who hope in Talamone, and will lose more hope than in seeking the Diana, but their admirals will lose more. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Purgatorio, Canto 14.